0: Welcome to those of you joining us for the first time. This is a true crime podcast. There will be talk of murder, rape, torture, assault, and pretty much any crime that would haunt you nightmares at any given moment. There will be detailed descriptions of said events, and there will be some vulgar language. Like fuck! We understand that Criminal AF is not for everyone, but we just ask that you at least go to listen. And if it's not for you, hey, eh, thanks for checking it out. See ya. But if it is, welcome to the debauchery. This is the story: how John Holmes, his phallus, and his accomplices reportedly bludgeoned four people to death and seriously injured another in retaliation for a robbery gone wrong. I'm Dave Jari. I'm Garrett Quarter, and this is Criminal as Fuck. What's good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Criminal AF. Once again, I am Dave Jari, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Garrett Quarter. How we doing? Now, there will be no boozing for this episode, just oh, no. Just no, no, no. <laughs> but we're recording this before we go into work rather than on our days off. Yeah, due to our crazy work schedules, we weren't here uh, to record this week, but here we are. We're f- we're fitting the time, though, That's it. for you guys. That's it. Ready to give you another epic episode. But first, we have some announcements to make, and we'd like to welcome Holly Morin, Sandy Blaisley. Hi, Holly. Hello, Holly. Hello, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Ed Discola. Oh, God. Yeah, fucking Discord. Who let up. this guy on the Discord? Ed's <laughs> a friend of ours from work. Uh, Wendy and Paul, and also Brittany, I'm going to butcher this, Brittany Previsich. Previsic. Previsich. Got it. I think How I it. How we doing? And welcome, everybody, to our debauched family. I was just think, I was thinking about this the other day, debauched criminals. You know we have we have, we have some names for our, our listeners, but yeah, it's gonna change. It's probably gonna change. Knowing us, so we're gonna change it seventeen times. I'm gonna tell it. you right now, we are missing out on another name that's 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 been staring at us in the face Give this whole time. Me. Give it to me, fuckers. <laughs> Criminal. Like, oh, what's a fuckers? I like it. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> you know. Join the fuckers. <laughs> Join the fu- no, I mean, I mean, obviously our people are the debauched. Yeah, but if you're referring in general, I mean, listen, you're not gonna give me.
1: I'm gonna always take a chance to call people fuckers. So, right. yeah, so we'll, we'll just keep adding. We'll All just right. keep
0: adding. How about that? Yeah. Instead
1: of giving them a, a name, we'll listen here, fuckers. Yeah, yeah, we just we're just gonna change it around. We're gonna do it. Right. It'll be fun. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. You know, like our our core group will, will always be the debauched, but yeah. When, when we're addressing the the masses, the, the masses. You know, it's fuckers. What's up, fuckers? I like it. All right. I, like it, I, it I like it too. Tell us what you think. All right, now you can become one of the debauched or one of the fuckers by joining our Patreon for as little as two dollars a month for general support. Uh, everyone gets access to our private Discord, and those who join the five dollars tier or above get all of our Audible video in downloadable content, including the narrated scripts from every story from Criminal AF. Also, um,
1: Patreon members definitely join the Discord too, because we're, we're it's it's fun over there. We're getting we're yeah. starting to grow a little bit on Discord, and it's yeah, it's you know, teeing up. Yeah, teeing up. You know, we, you can literally talk right to us. We yeah. do. Episode, um, episode recommendations. Fuck Mary kills. Would you rather? All that stuff. Questions for the I like,
0: podcast. I love the would you rather.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just come on. Join the Discord. The description's inside the Patreon when you get on it, and uh, come talk to us. Come hang
0: out. Yeah. Now everybody gets access to the Discord uh, now for five dollars and above. You also get 5-Minute Murder, where I discuss a short true crime event in about 5 minutes, hence the name. And our Patreon-only bi-weekly podcast called Random AF, where we discuss anything and everything, and we don't hold anything back. First one got a little out of hand, but... Yeah, (laughs) so, you know, we'll talk about anything from White People Taco Night, which some of you have seen on IG, to uh, uh, Would You Rather perform the first 90% of a blowjob or the last 10% and you're Uh, gonna love Dave's answer (laughs) (laughs) it gets pretty crazy but you know hey Uh, But just a reminder that that one is 100% not safe for work, so that's something you will definitely listen to in your car. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But also, on top of all of that, that seems like quite a bit, but on top of all that, you'll also get our monthly Patreon-only episodes of Dreadful AF, where Garrett and I join the amazing John and Joe from Spread the Dread podcast and discuss all things true crime, paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy theories, and everything in between. Fun stuff. Yeah, you fucking name it, we'll talk about it. So... That one's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that one. For the higher tiers, you get all of this plus producer credits on every episode. Some goodies thrown in like t shirts, posters, coffee mugs, etc. Also, if you want to become a barista and buy us one or more coffees through Buy Me a Coffee to help support the podcast with a one time donation, like our friends Holly, Trent, Christine, Beth, and Pickle Jenny 420. Hey, Jenny! Thanks for the coffee, Jenny. That was a good one. That's that not, really good. That's, that's, not, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, was a, that was a bong for I've, sure. I've been working on it. All right. So just go to criminalafpodcast.com backslash support to choose your tier on Patreon or make your one-time donation through buy me a coffee. Links can also be found in the episode description. Mail Call. Mail Call. Mail Call. Sue. <laughs> Sue. Sue. All right, so every time we uh, record, we send out an Ask Us Anything on Instagram for your chance, for your question to be answered on one of our episodes. And this week, we have two. We have Debbie from True Crime University, who we just gave a shout out a couple weeks ago. Uh, her question is, what is one case that you will not cover? Ooh, good question. For me, I believe I said this before, but it's like anything to do with like children. Uh, now, I understand You know, we, we have covered cases that... Children have passed away. They've been killed and whatnot. But I'm talking where the entire story is based on yeah. a particular person singling out massive numbers of children and killing them. You know what I mean? Pedophile fucking murderer people. Like, Yeah, I don't even give them the light
1: of day. Yeah,
0: I can't even, like, stomach people like that, let alone write about it and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: because yeah, then you're really, you. plus, you know what I mean, by writing the story and, and talking about it, you, you just, I
0: don't know. Yeah. Like I tried doing it one time. I, I forget which one it was, but
1: it's, he's been recommended by some of the Patreons and oh, stuff. Oh, Allerfish? Yeah. Yeah, Owl yeah. yeah. There, there a lot of people like that fucking I don't I know. know why, man. It's not it's not a good story. <laughs> <laughs> and plus like we me and Dave want to have fun with the story. We don't yeah. want to sit here and just be like, "Oh, this is sad."
0: Yeah, yeah this fucking 8-year-old was yeah. raped, murdered and eaten, you know. Yeah. We the last thing we want to do is tell dick jokes against uh, a <laughs> child molester dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually no. I, I forget who it was. There was one. There was one back in my serial holic days. There was one. I was starting to write it, and I was just like, I physically became ill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, oh, like, like how can anybody enjoy doing that to children? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I, I just can't fathom it, and it, it really deeply like messes with my head. So.
1: For me, uh, I think it's gonna be. I mean, I know originally on the podcast I said I wanted to stay away. I I don't think there's really anybody we wouldn't do as long as it's associated with true crime and and you know serial killing and that kind of stuff. I I don't I don't I don't think I have a, a cutoff. No, no. I mean, I mean I know before I said we said on the podcast that we we're not going to do the big guys, but I think as as we've been doing this, you know what I mean? We we could knock out a, a Bundy and a or you know what I mean and, and John Gacy. So
0: yeah, I I think I think both of our mindsets at the time. Uh, Well, we did Manson Yeah And I think with Manson It kind of showed it Because, you know We got a lot of good feedback On, on the Manson ones Yeah, three-parter and, You know what yeah. I mean Do something big like, And I I I think after that It was like Okay, maybe we can Maybe Maybe we can touch on things that A Haven't been beaten to death Yeah You know Because I, I think we brought out A few kind of Different aspects to the story that, That's not overly discussed yeah. you know like like the theory the alternate theories and stuff like that and whatnot that not the mainstream right yeah so
1: i yeah i think i think I, yeah and i will agree after the Manson someone i kind of we could do anyone it doesn't really no. yeah you just know so you never know what, what story you're gonna get and I'm, I'm gonna answer the question and say that uh, we're i'm down for anything down for anything yeah mm-hmm. anything and everything all no, right okay good <laughs> all right
0: i see you all right so thank you very much debbie And we also have our good friend, uh, S Fleming 5 and she wants to know, will you guys ever do in-person shows, and in parentheses, in Cali? (laughs) I would love to go to Cali. I would love to, yeah. Anybody.
1: Go to Cali, Florida. Let's go to... In-person shows. Live podcasts are tough. Um, I've gone to live podcasts. I've seen how it's done, and it it can get kind of... It can get kind of weird, you, yeah. Because you're you're talking to the audience that's in the. You're not like I don't know. I've I've seen it. It's it's definitely you have to have some sort of like extracurricular activities going right. on. You know. Yeah, what I mean? you
0: definitely have to incorporate. We need,
1: we need a t-shirt gun. We need like fucking. <laughs> we, we put ponchos out and smash f- fruit in front of people. Like there has yeah. to be like. I don't know It's definitely something we would try I, I think we, we've I mean we've discussed like, right. rent, I would rent love it to a bar do or yeah, something like
0: that. I would love to do a live show I would love it Yeah because you, you can Incorporate so many things You know yeah. It's It's not just like I think our version of a live show Wouldn't be just like Listening to us Like you are now I think yeah, No no no, it, no It's gonna be a lot more Interactive A lot more You know what I mean Dude, I'm telling you I'm smashing a water, <laughs> <yeah>. watermelon 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 <laughs> in the front row
1: What was it Gallagher Gallagher <laughs> Come out in that crazy outfit I know but I will say this: well, It'd be fun. There'd be fun bits.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We would definitely put our uh, time into a live show. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually want to do. I, I, I threw it out there earlier, uh, was it last month and a month before. I threw it out there that I really want to do, like kind of like a sample live show this year. Um, you know, just for like the local, you know, Connecticut, Rhode Island, yeah, or you know, local fans, New York, and just kind of see how how it would go over, or how how would we you know go about it. But I am 1,000% down with doing like a live show. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's on but, the list for but sure. But
0: there is one thing, and, and I will say this, is that if we ever do, do a live show, that uh, everyone in the crowd needs to have at least five or six drinks oh, in, in them. Five drink minimum. Minimum <laughs> before we start. Because I've been to shows like, I, I saw somebody live one time. Like He was a comedian. And I went there, and me and my friends, and I was fucking loaded, right? And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like fucking dying laughing. And I'm like, this guy's hysterical. <laughs> and then, like, I saw him on like a Netflix special, at home. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy sucks. Yeah. So. It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. i said
1: that. It's the alcohol. Yeah. It's the right. alcohol. The yeah. atmosphere. If other people are laughing, you're in a good mood. You're. Right. You start
0: laughing over yeah. dumb stuff. Yeah. And if you don't drink, hey, there's edibles. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, yes, we will uh, hopefully in the next year, two years, uh, make our way out to California and do a little something. But yeah, I, I believe uh, S. Fleming Five has has described to me where she is, where she is in California. So we will definitely make a trip out there at some point. I promise. Unless pinkies, unless something happens. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Knock, knock on wood. knock, yeah. knock, knock on this. Bone skull thing, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so thank you very much, AskFilling5, uh, for your question. So yeah, every time we do an episode, we'll post to uh, ask us anything on IG and keep those questions rolling in. Criminal AF will be back after this quick break. Dave,
1: it's that time, baby. Let's go to Florida. <laughs> All right, Dave, this story actually fits in with the, you know, the theme of today's story. Oh, okay. Uh, Threesome turns violent after women mocks couples' genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Marathon, Florida. Beautiful area, by the way. A couple ended up in handcuffs, not the fuzzy kind, after inviting... (laughs) After inviting a disrespectful woman over for a threesome, according to police. According to Monroe County Sheriff's Office, officers received a complaint on March 6th from a woman named Della Draper. That sounds like a porn star. Uh, Della Draper, 29. That sounds fake. That's a fake name. Who claimed to have been beaten by a couple after she accepted an invitation to join them at their house for a sexual threesome. Citing arrest records, the Smoking Gun reported that Steven Lopez, 31, met Draper, Draper while working as a taxi driver. Lopez said he was in an open relationship with Angela Vasquez, 20, and invited Drape, Draper over for sex with him. During sex, Velasquez claimed that Draper became very
0: disrespectful toward oh, the wait, 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 wait. So he meets her in a taxi. He was the taxi driver. He was the taxi driver. Yeah. She gets in, and they start talking. Oh, we well, you're heading? Oh, yeah, take me over to the fucking whatever, the bank or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so anyway, so uh, I'm an open relationship, want to fuck? I wish I had the confidence. I know. That this taxi driver has. (laughs) How do you just, what?
1: Some people But then again, (laughs) something, something any chick that's going home with a taxi driver, no offense if you guys try taxis out there, Mm (laughs) but Uh, there was something weird about this situation. You know, uh, I mean, these, these aren't the classiest of people. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave with, the, with your taxi driver, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, somebody's listening
0: to the show in their taxi, <laughs> <laughs> or or they're in the back and they're looking at their taxi driver. A little different right now. <laughs> and the driver turns around and winks at him. <laughs> you just hear Luther <laughs> Luther play, playing in the background. <laughs>
1: All right, during sex, Velas- uh, Vasquez claimed that Draper became very disrespectful toward the couple and told police she took uh and told police she told steven he had a little dick and his wife had a stank pussy
0: oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is from the article <laughs> too that, where's that from this is uh 17 news florida eyewitness news I, they st- <laughs> say that again he had a little dick and she had a stank pussy <laughs> she told police that she told Steven he had a little dick and his wife had a stank pussy.
0: Oh yeah, this
1: Draker, Draper complained to police that Velasquez tried to dominate her sexually inside the house. The couple then asked Draper to leave the house, but she retreated to the couch and refused to move. Both Vel- <laughs> Lopez and Velasquez. What a horrible horror story. <laughs> you, you you scored a chick for you and your wife to <laughs> go bang together, and then she's just like, you little dick. Yeah. You little dick. And then you try to <laughs> kick her out, she just lays <laughs> on the couch she's... and says, that's why your are pussy's wife's pussy's dick. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh, damn. It's a... It, like, this goes back to my original
0: theory that there's a little bit of Mental illness going on in this story, right? Well, I mean, I, I imagine like she, she goes, she looks at, it and she's like, "Yeah, you got a little dick." And she goes and like takes over the house. Yeah, like what are you what, what are you gonna do, fucking man, needle dick? Oh, <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: moralizing.
0: Like, well, yeah, you're, you're gonna beat her up. You can't beat her up. Right. Right. You're just sitting there taking it. Hey, you're yeah. sitting there with your little tiny. Yeah. Go get me a drink, bitch. Your little
1: toothpick just yelling at her. <laughs> Cause you know you're not hard at right. that. You just yell, Get out of my house, yeah. <laughs> little, little dick. You're mean. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> oh man. All right, we gotta finish the article. <laughs> Draper said, "Lopez grabbed
0: my butt. mom." Says I'm the I'm perfect the way I am. Stop picking on me. Oh, it gets bigger. <laughs> sure it does. Damn, stop. <laughs>
1: dude, just heckling is. Prove it. <laughs> Draper said Lopez then grabbed her by the hair and threw her against a wall and the couple both threw her out uh, the couple both threw her outside Draper claimed Vasquez, then repeatedly punched her. However, in Lopez and Vasquez's uh, version of events, Draper got into the car and then reversed towards the door of the home and the couple was standing, striking Vas- Vasquez on the leg. Lopez then picked up a cinder block and threw it through the back window of the vehicle. Damn, this is getting a little heated. Shit, she ain't fucking around. Draper then returned to the house and tried to punch Vasquez, but missed. And Vasquez said she returned the blow, knocking Draper to the ground and telling her to leave the property. She then reportedly left the residence well, in now, her car. Now we know who, has,
0: who fucking carries a dick in Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 maybe it wasn't so small, <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been small, but he, small and h- big and heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. She then repeated, well, wait,
0: wait, Vasquez is the, is the girlfriend. No, oh, the the girlfriend's the one that's beating her ass.
1: Oh shit, you're right. The, yeah. the girlfriend stick. Yeah, so it's definitely the other way <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah, he's
0: definitely got a micro. Yeah, he's got a micro penis. She then reportedly left the residence. Unlike who we're gonna discuss today. Yes, yeah, <laughs> complete opposite. That's yeah. That's that's why
1: I said. it. Yeah. you know, it's a good comparison to. Uh, yeah the The story. She then report, uh, reportedly left the residence in her car, but parked on the street. And Lopez went running after her, but she left before the, he he reached her vehicle. Lopez was charged with felony of throwing a deadly missile. What the fuck? I wait, didn't know that. Wait, was. what? Lopez was charged with felony of throwing a deadly missile. So I guess that would be like the the correct term to say when you throw something. Mm that could kill somebody, right? Okay. For the cinder block. Yeah. Um, Vasquez was charged with battery, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Draper was not arrested for the incident, but two days later she was arrested for hitting a man in the face with a glass vase filled with gravel and rocks, according to (laughs) Smoke Yo, this chick got off scot-free. She probably terrorized this couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then somehow they get arrested at the end? Right, right, right. like, honestly, she seems like she's a little... <laughs> yep. Uh police said she was out of bond for another crime a year earlier in which she resisted arrest for being pulled over. She also the the person she threw the glass vase filled with gravel and rocks was the father of her children.
0: So this woman has children, by the way. Yeah. 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 Good old Florida. Old Florida. I wonder why that relationship didn't work out. And I don't know cuz she's going to Maneshitois. Toise. with the taxi with taxi drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Go over here and lay that needle dick down on me. <laughs> That's devoralizing. Can't yell that in your own house. Bunch of needle dick. <laughs> fuck you and your stank ass pussy. Fuck you. Hey, I'm, I'm right. curious,
1: because yeah. I, I honestly believe that that couple was probably terrorized and then ended up... Some, and they're probably getting handcuffed, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. She seems like she's a problem. Yeah. And there's a slew of other arrest records, too, so we'll add that in the... We'll add. We'll find her mugshot and we'll put on the Instagram for yeah. you guys to look. Yeah, because she's an interesting one.
0: So yeah. So like we said, this is a good tie-in to today's episode, which uh, is more commonly known as the Wonderland Murders. The Wonderland gang they were, like drug dealers and, and robbers and whatnot. They essentially attacked uh, like a kingpin, a, a nightclub kingpin. Uh, the promoter, the you know, prom- a promoter. A lever guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 like bada, bada, bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, Peter, like Peter Griffin yeah, a Family yeah, Guy. That, that's he's exactly. boobity bopity bopity bopity. I'm talking Italian. Big- yeah. <laughs> Anytime you grow a mustache, bopity boopity. So they they, they basically uh, go to this promoter's house, rob him, uh, come to find out that the person who allegedly set up that robbery was none other than John Holmes. And biggest, his, biggest dick in the room, John yeah, Holmes. Big dick, John Johnny Wad. Now in retaliation. That promoter, that kingpin, also wanted Holmes to set the Wonderland gang up, and hence why we're here talking about this story. So, buckle in, folks. Lots of big dicks. (laughs) Lots (laughs) of... Porn stars, cocaine, (laughs) 80s. Good times. Good times. It's all filled in there. And we'll start this off with chapter one. This is the tale of Johnny Watt, AKA Big John Fallis, AKA The Human Tripod. His parents named him John Curtis Estes, but the name you may recognize is John Holmes, even if you don't admit to knowing it. John was an adult film actor who starred in over 2,500 films, but it wasn't his acting ability that made him famous. He was best known for having one enormous penis, with some stating it was as large as 16 inches. Toward the end of his career, however, John was known more for his dealings in the Los Angeles underbelly and his involvement in what would become known as the Wonderland Murders in July of 1981. These murders would involve a group of low-level crooks named the Wonderland Gang, as they operated out of a row house on Wonderland Avenue in the Laurel Canyon neighborhood of Los Angeles. John was heavily involved in drugs at this time Both using and selling It's interesting to note Because John was never into drugs before his career exploded But John and this gang Were heroin addicted cocaine dealers John was a reluctant accomplice He knew he got mixed up with the wrong crowd But he wanted to use his status to get drugs And because of this He was used, and he got swept up in the whole situation. John Holmes was a staple in nightclubs, as did anyone in the porn, heroin, cocaine scene of the 1980s. There are still nightclubs today, and people still go to them, but they weren't like they were back in the 70s and 80s. The nightclub was the place to be. John was popular with some of the owners of these nightclubs, he was Johnny Watt, after all. A friend of John's introduced him to the owner of the Odyssey, Chris Cox. And then in turn, Chris introduced him to Eddie Nash, another important player in this story. Eddie owned several nightclubs, including the Starwood and West Hollywood. Eddie Nash also had a large stash of drugs, money, and jewelry in his house. Holmes knew it and he decided to use this information to stay on the good side of the Wonderland gang. John, after all, needed to look after himself and feed off the endless supply of the drugs the Wonderland crew was giving him. And that's where things got messy. John was born in August of 1944 in rural Ohio to married June Holmes and railroad worker Carl Estes. Carl was not named on John's birth certificate. Mary had married Edgar Harvey Holmes, with whom she had three other kids, Dale, Edward, and Anne. So Edgar filled the position of father to John. Mary and Edgar were married and divorced three separate times. His mother was a religious fanatic. She was a Southern Baptist, and she and her children attended church regularly. Edgar, however, was an alcoholic who would stumble around the house and even vomit on the children. Quite the contrast to Mary. To get away from this turbulent home life, John would frequently go spend time at his maternal grandparents' home, John and Bessie Barton. Eventually, Mary divorced Edgar for good and moved into a low-income housing project in Columbus, Ohio. Mary and her children lived with a friend and their two children. The two mothers worked as clerks and waitresses to help support their children. When John was seven, Mary married Harold Bowman in December of 1951. The family then moved 17 miles away from Columbus to Patascala, Ohio. Bowman was a good father until he had a child of his own with Mary. Bowman lost interest in his stepchildren and started to neglect them and put all of his efforts into his biological children. At the age of 15, John left home and enlisted in the United States Army with his mother's written permission. He spent most of his enlisted time in West Germany. He was honorably discharged in 1963. Holmes then moved to Los Angeles and worked jobs as a door-to-door salesman and an ambulance driver. That's where he met his wife, Sharon Gabonini, in December of 1964. Sharon worked as a nurse and they married in August of 1965 after Holmes turned 21. In April of 1965, John was working as a forklift driver at a meatpacking warehouse and because of the exposure to the freezing air in the large walk-in closet, John began having severe health problems. His right lung had collapsed three times in the two years he worked there. Sharon also had health problems. In 17 months of marriage to John, she miscarried three separate times. This is where John Holmes became introduced to the world of pornography. He frequented a men's card playing club in Gardena. He met a photographer there who had stood next to him in a men's room urinal. He slipped John his card and told him he could find him work in the underground adult film industry. So John started posing nude for adult magazines, and filmed an occasional stag film. John's career began to take off from there. He was part of an adult film series built around a private investigator named Johnny Wad. These films were written and directed by Bob Chin. Johnny Wad was a hit, and people were demanding follow-ups. A second film was made in the same year, named Flesh of the Lotus. John was arrested during this time for pimping and pandering because porn was still illegal. Even though successful films such as Deep Throat, Behind the Green Door, and The Devil and Miss Jones were being made, the legality of it all was still being contested. John avoided prison time by becoming an informant for the Los Angeles Police Department. In the late 1970s, John was earning as much as $3,000 per day as a porn actor started having an increasing problem with cocaine and freebasing around this time. This caused problems with John holding an erection. It was flaccid in the movie Insatiable. John's career began to flounder, but he still needed to make money to support his drug addiction. So he started selling drugs for gangs, prostituting himself to both men and women, and committing credit card fraud and various acts of petty theft. He met and groomed 15 year old Dawn Schiller, He was abusive towards her, and forced her into prostitution to support his addiction. He was so abusive towards her, he even beat her in public. John also turned to performing gay porn in order to make money. His popularity was waning, and this was a way to keep earning money. He starred in a homosexual movie called The Private Pleasures of John C. Holmes, and other various stag films with him performing anal sex with men. I will say, like, to, to kick this whole thing off, is that drugs can really f- fucking ruin your life. You can easily go down the wrong path. Right. Because, you know, like, he, he had his entire career, you know, in the porn industry. Like, he was the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the man. And then he gets hooked on like, heroin and coke and fucking...
1: Well, I mean, this is a snowball for sure. Yeah. Coke's all fun. You go out with your buddies. You're doing mm-hmm. some Coke in the yeah, bathroom. And you know what I mean? Fucking rock, the, the, hard. The rich, rock hard. Yeah, the, the the rich people drug. And yeah. then once you try that sweet, sweet heroin, you're gone. Yeah, You're fucking done. done. Teeth are gone. Look at even, even you look, look at Motley Crue, right? Or like anybody in those during that time period. Yeah. Like they were good. They were smooth sailing. Yeah. This whole fucking heroin the came wrong. Heroin, and then yeah. all, they just, the whole fucking, sh- the whole show just fell
0: apart. Yeah. Although I will say that uh, uh, Nirvana unplugged, yeah, the probably hands down the greatest uh, acoustic set in history. Uh, yeah, he was he was he definitely was on fucking loaded. Yeah, yeah, of course,
1: loaded. Yeah, but you're talking about another another. And so preacher. is
0: uh, La- uh, Lane Staley. Yeah. Have you seen Allison Chain's unplugged? No, I haven't. Oh, you have to watch that. A, it's fucking fantastic. B, Lane Staley, he can't even keep his eyes open. <laughs> he's like, falling asleep while he's singing. He's just like. <laughs> but yeah, boy, he's on point yeah it's fucking muscle memory yeah at that point you have probably done the song so many yeah. times you know I mean? you can do it
1: you can do it in a fucking heroin days dude he is fucking wasted i think it's relatable too i think everybody every, everybody that's listening everybody knows somebody who struggled with oh yeah drug addiction 100%. so it's it's, it's yeah. almost this weird familiar thing right. you know what i mean yeah kind of like a collective have an, ex, have an experience or know somebody they went to high school with who died or od'd from like right it's yeah Actually, I'll double down right now. Ready? The '80s sound fun, dude. I mean, I don't think I would have survived the '80s, especially if I was successful. Yeah. I don't think I would have. I would have been in the club, uh, getting it on the dance floor, full button-down shirt,
0: gold chain, fucking. Yeah. Well, look how many people. Look how. (laughs) Look how many people from that from that fucking era are, are going. I mean, Corey Feldman. He's. Yeah. He's still struggling. You know, he's still hanging around, but. All of his friends are dead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Imagine. get survivor's remorse. I know. Just just
0: from the 80s. The 80s gave you survivor remorse. I know. Now he's he's putting out bangers on fucking Instagram. You see that? You see the... No, I didn't. You didn't see the banger I posted? No. Fucking Corey Feldman? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's fucking... All I'll, I'll get on it. Oh yeah, shit's hot. It's gonna be a new theme song.
1: Oh wait, yes, I did see that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, shit I didn't know you. that
0: was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that was Corey Feldman. Is it was a Corey? Yeah, you know, Corey. Hames, <laughs> Corey is the one that died, right? There was the two Corys from the '80s. I don't know. They were like popular. They were like in every fucking movie. That the, the hair. I saw I remember. The hair. The hair was magnificent. He's still trying to dress like fucking Michael Jackson after he's been molested by him for years. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Like that's his thing. He's the dude's like well, fucking. Dude, I mean, Michael. Dude, we could
1: go on an hour podcast about Michael. To uh, be honest with you,
0: the dude fucking. They all loved him. That was their. They, uh, they loved him. Uh, yeah. Davy, Davy. I mean, look at your butthole.
1: Uh, bend over.
0: <laughs> uh, fucking. <sick laughs> fuck. All right. Uh, yeah. No. The eighties. The eighties was it was wild. It was a wild time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hundred percent. If if we were famous in the eighties. Young teenagers, early twenties, bro, we'd be fucking wasted all the time, fucking. I'd be in a club, fucking all the time. Get
1: it. Yeah, but you gotta be. You have to be. It's almost like it's not. It's sad when you're not successful. <laughs> Then, you, then, you're just, then you're just on extreme. Yeah. Then you're just <laughs> on a fucking bender. It's it's only glamorous when you're like successful. Right, you're yeah. a porn star. You're in the yeah. the, the club scene. You're right. at the Scorpion Lounge. Yeah. You're in fucking, on, uh, Sunset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you gotta be. You're fucking River Phoenix. Walking. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a small town bar in the '80s getting <laughs> fucked up like a weird like a.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be River Phoenix walking out of the Viper Room. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking dive an overdose on the sidewalk. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. would be like that's glamorous. You know the Hollywood elite right there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you do that in fucking Plainfield, fucking Connecticut, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, just you're, like, you're, just, you're just you're just sad. You're just fucking <laughs> just sad. <laughs> it's like heroin too though. If you go it goes it goes
1: hand in hand. Uh you know if if a businessman dies of her- heroin, it's like, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah, that's true. But then like if a guy like ner- like uh, a a guitar or an artist does, it's all it's fucking
0: wow, yeah. he's so good. He's so talented. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, wow." That's amazing. Look what heroin can do for you, kids. <laughs> it's <laughs> all it. perspective, boys. That's, it. Boys That's and girls. it. Okay, so now I know why he uh, ended up turning to drugs later in life. Um, because his mother and father uh, were divorced and married three times. To each other Yeah it definitely seems like A hostile uh, right. home environment there Yeah And she's like a re- Well there you go re-
1: Religious fanatic You think when he was like Doing his altar board privileges He stood up in front of The, the whole communion And Let his dick out. It was his dick <laughs> The dick print showing In his, in his white little
0: dress and the fucking priest was sweating He like Jesus Christ Get this guy off the stage <laughs> No he's sweating like I Can't wait for this term to be over <laughs> <laughs> Alright Oh man but yeah, his his mother fucking was all wrapped up in the fucking. She was a Southern Baptist, and are they the ones that speak in tongues? Southern Baptist? Uh, I know. The, I think uh, it is. No, uh, maybe they do. Because those fuckers are crazy. I mean, I I would be doing. Well, let me tell you a story. When I was in eighth grade, I was I dated this girl, and her her parents were uh, what they consider uh, like they're called born born again Christians. Yeah, yeah, the ones that talk in tongues. That's it. What... Yeah. And, and they, they flat out told me, I'm 14 years old. If you want to date our daughter, you have to come to church with us. And now my my uncle... Oh,
1: Dave, the things you do for yeah, pussy, bro. Well, Jesus Christ. So my uncle... Especially
0: at that age. My uncle... He, he, all right, don't laugh. My uncle was a Catholic priest for like 30 some odd years. Yep. Okay, I see the look on your face. Shut no, the fuck up. No, no, up. no, 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 no. All right, he actually left the Catholic because of all that shit you don't want to be associated with it anymore. But anyway, so here I am thinking church. And I'm like, yeah, I've been to church before. Whatever. Yeah, yeah so Yeah. I. Yeah. You know, if this is going to get my dick wet, whatever. So <laughs> 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 Praise Jesus, man. <laughs> Praise <it off." laughs> God. So uh, <laughs> I go... To this church, and it's fucking weird because it's not like what I'm accustomed to. You no, know? They're, they're slapping people with the Holy Spirit, right? Ooh-ah-oo. You know, they got the whole band up there and they're, they're Kame. doing that. You ever see those? <laughs> ah. <laughs> 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 with that Naruto, whatever. Naruto? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what don't is that? butcher my boy like that. That was, that was Dragon Ball Z. Oh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, close. Um, so, you ever see those videos where they're, like, dancing on stage and, like, people just, like, falling over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what and, it is. Like, the wave goes through the whole crowd. Yeah. And, like, the whole pew just starts so, falling over? I'm fucking sitting there and I'm, like, watching this and I'm just, like, shell-shocked. Like, this is, like... Do you, a, do you, is there a, a moment where you think it's real?
1: Like, you really think that, like, they're no, throwing out Holy Spirit never, bombs and
0: shit? No. Not, not at all. So... I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" I mean, it's such a culture shock because yeah, I've yeah. never witnessed this before, right? And the girl and I was like dating, she, she was just like, you know, fucking clapping along and shit. I'm like, "What the fuck I, is I going on?" Get the fuck right? out of here! So I'm, I'm sitting in, in in this like aisle, and it's her father, her mother, her, and then me. Okay, and on on my right is uh, uh, some other people. Yeah, I'm like whatever. Why they would put me on the end, I have no fucking idea. Because next thing I know, out of fucking nowhere, scared the shit out of me. This fucking lady jumps up. (laughs) Right? Oh my god! I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh my god! Holy shit! And I look over at my girlfriend, and she's just like, No, like it's completely normal. And I'm like.
1: Fuck this. I'm actually kind of jealous. I'm actually very jealous that you've done that because I've always like I've always want I want I, I want to try everything. I want to go to I want to go to a, like a uh, the Baptist church that speaks in tongues yeah, like that one yeah, yeah, the yeah. born against I yeah, want yeah. to go to Salem Mass and yeah. go sit at a black a satanic church. I want to I oh, want to, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I want to go there just to see. I would love to be in the the Mormon fucking through the veil yeah. um ceremony where they wear the bonnets. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go hang out. I just want to listen like oh, this is, fucking... this is this is it. Yeah. What's behind the veil, dude? I yeah. want to see. How much money do I have to donate to get behind the veil? <laughs> Let me know. I know. I just find that stuff so interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm so, jealous. So usually whenever you read a story and in the you see the two words religious and fanatic put together, yeah. you know something's gonna be horribly wrong. That's now good. now <laughs> Now, the fucking thing that cracks me up about this is that you have the mother who's a fucking religious fanatic quote unquote like we said and then you have a stepfather who's an alcoholic who's a fucking belligerent alcoholic who's throwing up on the fucking children it's, but isn't that how that works there's but you know what I mean like is it so you, know, you, gotta,
1: you gotta have a little faith to get through your day when your husband your husband is throwing up on the kids like there's gotta you just kinda gotta give yourself up you know what I mean just Hope. Let's pray. Let's get. Let's get this salvation thing, because this life sucks. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of
0: like going over there, like here. Put, put your coat on. <laughs> 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 fucking puke down their fucking back. Oh <clears throat> my uh, god, that's fucking horrendous. Oh. And you know, and, and and here's another aspect of it. You know, the the, she, the mother remar- remarries. Apparently, this guy is like a really, like a legit fucking good dude. You know, accepts her children as his own, which. I mean, you should. you you're. Whenever you get with someone who has kids, you're, you're accepting the whole package. You are sure. you know. what I mean, but you see this happen a lot. Like once they have their own, ch- their own child together, so the, the the other kids are the redhead exception. Right. Yeah. yeah. They kind of get pushed to the wayside. So basically, any and all effort that uh, her husband at the time, Harold, put into these kids is is non-existent anymore. So. You're raised with a mother who marries your father fucking three times. Uh, she's a religious fanatic. Uh, she marries a fucking a belligerent alcoholic who throws up in your face fucking every morning. <laughs> <laughs> you live with your grandparents who pretty much probably don't really care. Balancing uh, all over the place, Right. Too. Marries another man. So so as we're reading this, she's married five times. Kids are all over the place. And by the time they're old enough, nobody cares mm-hmm. Anything about any of them. You know what I mean?
1: I mean I I can understand why he uh enlisted in the army right. at fifteen. He was just like, I gotta get the fuck out of this place. Right.
0: And his mom's like, sure, here you go. Have fun in West Germany. Which is probably was probably great for him. Oh. Alright. So I'm just gonna put this out there. So you're fifteen.
1: Fifteen, yep. Yeah. And you're in the fetish capital
0: of the world. You're in the fetish ca- in West Germany and you have a fucking allegedly Self-proclaimed 16-inch penis. Isn't self? proclaimed 16
1: inch penis is not there has got to be reference. There's got to be. There's got to be facts here.
0: Well, if you go into Discord, ladies and gentlemen, Discord push, uh, there is a link to uh, the picture. The picture. Oh, hold on. Let me
1: check this out real quick.
0: It's. Uh, they don't call him uh, the human tripod for nothing. <laughs> but imagine that. Yeah, 15 is kind of wild to really like, and to travel the world. Well, I mean, regardless, you're in the army, but yeah,
1: but you're still. 15 enlisted army at 15 is weird. I'm trying to think of what I was doing at 15, and it definitely wasn't anything.
0: Uh, I was going to a fucking uh born again Christian fucking church, getting fucking, trying to get pussy, trying try to get a lady <laughs> while this lady's like screaming, Job job a job uh, in my ear, Job jump, job job, do it, Job of the hut
1: Misa. <laughs> you know what? The saddest part about this whole story so far, <laughs> the saddest, is, the saddest part, okay. I know that no one ever is gonna slip me a business card at the urinal if they
0: peek over and see me using the bathroom. Dude, I'm hugging that fucking urinal. Yeah, I'm like, don't look, don't look. Yeah, you're not glimpsing any bit of me.
1: What, what's interesting? But Imagine
0: too- being that confident, just like you're like standing like three feet back, just fucking holding it, <laughs> like fire, like a fire hose. Yeah, like you're fucking.
1: shooting it across the bathroom. Yeah, like- and for all the female <laughs> listeners. The male bathroom's already A, a very stressful environment oh, yeah, Right It's yeah. a very primitive Right You know what I mean Like monkeys grabbing their food Away from the corner And right. stuff like
0: that but So yeah So when you go into a bathroom There's unwritten rules That you you don't Piss next to each other. You there's like a one urinal gap in between. Yes, yes. If you, know? you I, granted, there are times where you have. Well, to, I mean, if it's busy, like a sporting event, right? Stuff like that, and then you're pr- you're pressed up into. Yeah. Like I mean, I've seen dudes that are just like Ugh, they're fucking like hanging yeah. back. The and, older generation. I've, I mean, yeah, any any, any that, generation
1: yeah. that like shower like was forced to shower with each other in like the twenties and thirties and forties. Yeah. Um, they, they don't give a
0: fuck. Well, dude. I was forced to shower, with guys. When I play football. Well, yeah. And there was one guy nobody took a shower next to. Yeah, like you know, you stay over there, that You stay over there. You stay over there, Moose. You're good.
1: But <laughs> I I find it interesting too, the yeah. Moose. I find it interesting too that um, so just like today, in mm-hmm. today's the porn industry today, how yeah. if you want to make it as a male performer, yeah, you have to start. Mo- I mean, man on man, man on man. Right. The same thing back then where he started in stag films yeah. and and adult. Pornography, like posing for photos for men. Yeah, 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 that's just interesting to me. Like it's the same concept. That right. it's just video now
0: compared to v- to still photos and Fido- photos
1: th- in a DVD or a v- wait,
0: v- VCR. Uh, back then, what would that it? That was like beta. God, this is before my time. It was like reel to reel, reel to reel. <laughs> But, yeah, I see what I kind of think. The
1: industry hasn't changed. It's the the same. same
0: Yeah, to get your foot in the door, you got to do certain things and, and, you know, whatever. Now, the thing that cracks me up is that, like, people who say, like, their favorite uh, genre of of porn is, like, woman on woman. Oh, yeah. What are you, 12? (laughs) What are you, 12? Like, uh, there has to be. For for a I know what you're saying. For a straight
1: male... Lesbian. Right. Listen. We're, yeah. This, here's we're gonna tell you no, secret. Time. Here's a little random AF. Straight into, men uh, don't watch lesbian porn. No. No. You,
0: <clears throat> no. There. There has to be a. Uh, there, yeah. There has to almost be like another gentleman involved in this, yes. <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. Have, yeah. Yeah. But for me, I, only one gentleman. Only one gentleman. Any more than one. Oh, you, you can't have a, <laughs> Yeah. You can't have, you can't I watch can't that. have that many. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah
1: you, can't, you can't have a floating head with. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. So, now this is where fucking everybody gets all fucking into some shady fucking shit. Hence why we're here talking about the Wonderland murders. Uh, we'll go a little deeper here in chapter three. His connections with Chris Cox and Eddie Nash were the beginning of John's major crime problems. John frequently sold drugs for the Wonderland gang. Notable members that John was associated with were Ronnie Lee Launius and David Clay Lind and their wheelman, Tracy McCourt. John was falling out of favor with the gang because he was using more drugs than selling. In order to get in their good graces, He told the gang of Eddie Nash's stash of drugs, jewelry, and money. Holmes told Lonious and Lind about the stash, and he helped set up a home invasion and armed robbery that was committed on June 29, 1981. At Nash's home, Lonious and Billy Deverell disguised themselves as police officers. They led fellow gang members David Lind and Tracy McCourt into the home, where they handcuffed Nash and his bodyguard, Gregory Diles. During the robbery, as Nash was being made to open the safe, Lind accidentally shot and wounded Diles. The pair walked away, unrecognized, with 1.2 million in illegal drugs, cash, jewelry, and arms. The Wonderland gang had just sold Nash the guns just a few days earlier. Holmes was not present during the robbery, but Nash suspected that John was involved. Nash later forced Holmes to confess his involvement in the armed robbery by threatening his life and those of his family. Nash had noted that Holmes had been to his house three separate times on the morning of the robbery, presumably to make sure the patio door was unlocked. Nash then dispatched men, accompanied by Holmes, to exact revenge against the Wonderland gang. On the morning of July 1st, 1981, Four members associated with the Wonderland gang were found murdered, and a fifth was severely beaten in their townhouse. The victims were Billy Deverell, Ronald Launius, Joy Miller, and Barbara Richardson. The fifth surviving victim was Susan Launius, Ronald's estranged wife. She barely survived and had no memory of the event. On the day of the discovery, police received a panic phone call from a pair of furniture movers who were working at the house next door. They had heard desperate, pained moans coming from the drug house. Investigators walked into a horrible scene. Barbara Richardson, David Lynn's girlfriend, was laying on the ground near the couch she had been sleeping on, covered in blood. Joy Miller was found dead in her bed while Deverell's body was slumped at the foot, leaning against the TV stand. A bloody hammer was tangled in Miller's sheets, and several metal pipes littered the floor. In the neighboring bedroom, Ron Lornius was dead, bloodied, and beaten, almost beyond recognition. The most horrifying sight was Lornius' wife, Susan. She was found covered in blood on the floor next to the bed that held her dead husband's body. Her skull bashed in but miraculously still alive. The moans that the moving company had heard belonged to her. She had been laying on that floor, with her skull crushed in, for more than 12 hours. The house was leased by Joy Miller. She had fallen in with the gang after separating from her wealthy husband. Joy's boyfriend, William Deverell, was the gang's level-headed second-in-command. He was later found out to be a reluctant criminal. He regretted his long track record of heroin abuse and arrests. It made it difficult for him to find honest jobs. Ronald Launius, on the other hand, was cold as ice. He was the Wonderland King. He made a name for himself in Vietnam when he was dishonorably discharged from the military, when he was caught smuggling drugs back into the United States inside the bodies of dead servicemen. Lonius had already spent time in jail for smuggling, and only narrowly escaped life imprisonment for murder when the prosecutor's star witness was killed in an accident. Holmes was present during the murders, and he left his left palm print over one victim's headboard. It was not proven that he had committed any of the murders or beatings. He was questioned, but then released due to lack of evidence he also refused to cooperate with the investigation. Holmes went on the run, and after five months, he was arrested in Florida on December 4th, 1981, by former LAPD homicide detectives Frank Tomlinson and Tom Lang. John was extradited to Los Angeles, and in March of 1982, was charged with personally committing all four murders, but after a three-week trial, Holmes was acquitted of all charges, except for committing contempt of court on June 26, 1982. The murder trial was a landmark in the history of American trial procedure, as it was the first trial in which videotape was introduced as evidence. Eddie Nash was suspected of murdering the gang as revenge, and he was questioned and eventually arrested. He was charged with planning the murders, but Nash was saved by a hung jury just one juror stood between Nash and a guilty verdict. Eddie Nash walked free until the year 2000, when he was charged with drug trafficking and money laundering. As part of a plea deal, he admitted to having bribed a single dissenting juror in the original trial. He also confessed to commanding his men to repossess the stolen items in the Wonderland house on the night of the slayings, though he never admitted to having ordered the murders. Criminal AF will be back after this quick break. What's good, everybody? Nothing says I am one of the debauched like Criminal AF apparel and merchandise. Choose from multiple designs that fit your style and your attitude. For women, for men, around the home or at the office. You can look great repping Criminal AF wherever you go and help support the podcast as well by visiting criminalafpodcast.com backslash shop or click on the link in episode description.
1: Go get you some merch.
0: Yes, sir. So now to kick this off, uh... John Holmes is now interacting in all aspects of the seediness of fucking debauchery. Hollywood. Debauchery, yes. Um, you know, like we talked about before. Now he's getting involved with the Wonderland Gang. He's 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 basically an associate associate of them, selling drugs for them. And at the same time, he has connections with you know like I said this is late 70s early 80s nightclubs are the fucking hot thing so now he's trying to keep his relevancy in the fucking nightlife you know and this is where he meets Eddie Nash and Chris Cox this is like the the
1: the start of like influencers getting paid by clubs to come in and hold the bottle up in a sign right yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah with the little fucking VIP corner <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, come party with Paris Hilton remember that <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like Paris. Jersey and, Shore,
1: too. Jersey Shore. I mean, they made a fucking living uh, off yeah. of club appearances yeah. and stuff like
0: that. Back in the day when Kim Kardashian was uh, Paris Hilton's fucking purse holder. Personal assistant. <laughs> <laughs> with all, all this stuff now, now becoming you know intertwined, uh, John starts falling out of favor with the Wonderland group. The Wonderland gang. What a crappy name for a gang. Well, it, it's the street they were on. Doesn't even a street.
1: Yeah, but they, I don't know. You know, they're not even a
0: gang. I know. Let's be honest. The fucking Wonderland gangs. They, I feel like it's like West Side
1: Story <laughs> I know, out here. They're, yeah, they're snapping outside yeah. fucking we, West
0: Hollywood. We have a we have a rumble later on with Sesame Street. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got some gay porn members.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this, what the fuck kind of gang
1: is this? I mean, they are though. They they, they got a couple bodies now.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. So basically, to keep in their good graces and to maintain his fucking healthy drug appetite, he's like, hey, I know a nightclub promoter who is fucking loaded with money, guns, drugs, drugs jewelry, everything fucking everything. So let's, uh, we say we, uh, team up and, and, and get this, you know what I mean? And this is almost like a Keystone Cops version of a fucking robbery, you know? Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. (laughs) They kind of fucking, they, they disguise themselves as police officers and they walk in there and they're like, oh, give us all your fucking, whatever, your drugs and, and a fucking gun accidentally goes off and it shoots the fucking bodyguard. (laughs) Sounds like a bad comedy. (laughs) It's like, oh shit, fuck, No. Not bad sorry <laughs> yeah they end up walking away with fucking over a million dollars 1.2 million
1: in illegal yeah. drugs cash jewelry and arms that's That's, fucking that's a nuts. successful
0: fucking robbery all right sure. I'll do the conversion for that one to 1. 1.2 million in uh, 1981 so 1. 1.2 million in 1981 is the equivalent to uh, almost 3.4 million today <sighs> that's a take man that is a take that doesn't take even well I mean even 1.2 million is a take yeah man. Successful. Put, it, put it into today's fucking context so yeah so uh, I'd be a little pissed yeah there, if, there's uh, definitely
1: going to be some there's rebuttal to this
0: right and I think where the connection all all comes together is where uh, just prior to this robbery the Wonderland gang had, had sold some uh, guns to Nash earlier in the week and that deal that gun deal came across uh, with the help of John Holmes yeah so now, even though Holmes wasn't present during the robbery, I mean he
1: knew Nash knew 100. percent Right, but I mean, and the balls to go there the night, the day before, three times, and and like yeah. unlock the back door for these people, like, <laughs> yes. like you're not gonna be suspect number one, dude. Yep. But I mean, hey, drugs can cloud that. Uh, what do you say? Cocaine is a cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. (laughs) Rick James, famous Famous quote, Rick James. Cocaine's a hell of a
0: drug. (laughs) And that, children, it was the very first time I sucked a dick for crack. (laughs) 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 Fucking iconic. So now, like, if the web hasn't been confusing thus far, uh, now we're going to go to the morning of July 1st in 1981
1: as much as we were making fun of uh you know these hollywood gangs that we were going on gangs i mean they
0: <laughs> they got revenge they went in there and killed four of them so yeah. you know they they were a little hard yeah so all the people that were, were associated with the robbery not all of them were there the night of the of the murders there was a couple that were they were out uh unfortunately their girlfriends or significant others or whatever were at the house and were uh, killed now imagine this so you're in a house you and four of your acquaintances or friends or whatever, everybody is fucking bludgeoned. Now, if you go on to Discord, I have oh, yeah, of pictures that. of the head. The, the head was crushed, like gone. Yeah. The
1: Wonderland murders, the, all those crime scene
0: photos are, cr- it's a yeah. gruesome scene. Right. And the next morning, somebody hears someone moaning. Like somebody actually survived this bludgeoning. Even to the you know, even after the attack, like she had, she had no recollection of what happened. Yeah, of course. Like she doesn't remember getting beat or what happened in the house. But just being able to survive for that amount of time for that length of time afterwards, impressive. It is. She definitely is a fighter at that point. Mm-hmm. So one of the keys that put John Holmes in the Wonderland murders is that they found a handprint in the house in someone's blood. That they say was was John Holmes's house. So now, when they came in, you know they didn't. They wanted this to be personal. They wanted this attack to be, you know, very hands-on. Yeah. To prove a point, send a message. So there was no guns. There was no. It was all bludgeoned, hammers, pipes, everything. Personal. Personal. Right. So we'll uh, wrap this all up in the next chapter where we learn the actual demise of of John Holmes. John was released from Los Angeles County Jail for contempt of court in November of 1982, he quickly resumed his film career with a new generation of porn stars. He still used drugs off and on, and although he was working a lot, it was no longer as lucrative as it had been with the advent of cheaply made videotapes that saturated the porn market. Most of his films that he made in the 80s were little more than just cameo appearances. In February of 1986, Holmes was diagnosed as HIV positive. His second wife, Lori Holmes, claimed John never used hypodermic needles because he was deathly afraid of them. A friend and former colleague, Bill Anderson, also confirmed that Holmes could not have contracted HIV from intravenous drug use because he never used needles. In the summer of 1986, Holmes was offered a deal with Paradise Visuals who were unaware of his positive HIV diagnosis. He had to travel to Italy to film his last two porn movies. He filmed The Rise of the Roman Empress and The Devil and Mr. Holmes. These films caused controversy because Holmes had made a conscious decision to not reveal his HIV status to his co-stars before engaging in unprotected sex for the production. It was noticeable that Holmes's health was failing, but he lied and claimed to the press that he was suffering from colon cancer. Holmes married Lori Rose on January 23, 1987 in Las Vegas, Nevada, after confiding to her that he had AIDS. During his last five months, he remained in the VA hospital in Los Angeles. On March 13, 1988, at the age of 43, Holmes died from AIDS-related complications. His death certificate stated that he died from cardiorespiratory arrest and encephalitis due to AIDS. His body was cremated and ashes were scattered by his widow, Lori, and Mother Mary in the sea off the coast of Oxnard, California. John Holmes was not the center of these murders, but he played a big part, pun intended. He was the middleman that introduced one world to the other. The drug dealing gang and the nightclub owner's worlds were brought together by this one man who happened to be a porn star. It sounds like a perfect mafia movie, but it was true life. Movies were loosely based off of this story. The 1997 movie starring Mark Wahlberg, Burt Reynolds, Julianne Moore, Heather Graham, and John C. Riley was one movie made from the story of John Holmes and the Wonderland gang. The movie Wonderland was based off of this story and starred Val Kilmer, Kate Bosworth, Dylan McDermott, Carrie Fisher, Lisa Kudrow, and Christina Applegate. The true story of John Holmes and the crimes on Wonderland seem like they've come from a movie because of how outrageous the cast of characters are. But this is real and dirty. Many stories are similar, but this story is boosted because there happened to be a man by the name of John Holmes involved. This story is out of this world and almost unbelievable. There are plenty of pictures online that will prove that this story is real. They are bloody and disturbing. All you have to do is search the Wonderland murders. They are not hard to find. You can get an idea of how horrifying it would have been for police to enter this house just by the amount of blood that is everywhere. So let this be a lesson. Do not backstab drug dealers or nightclub owners.
1: No, I I think it's a fitting... End for Holmes for all like him getting off so many times that something finally caught up and got him. Yeah, he was he knowingly had HIV and he went and filmed two more porn porn movies and didn't yeah. disclose it unprotected. Um, yeah, that's that's a horrible individual. Mm-hmm. And and that was when AIDS was a death sentence. Oh yeah, there was no
0: yeah there was no magic medicine. Johnson pill.
1: There was none yeah. of that stuff. You would you would die.
0: Yeah, like yeah, and at that stage, you know, they're like. Obviously, he's shedding, like, tons of fucking weight, and he just looks very... He looks unhealthy. And he's still fucking performing with un, unprotected you know, sex.
1: Well, not only did he have AIDS, he had colon cancer.
0: Well, no, that's what he told people. You know, people are like, Hey, uh, John, you don't look too fucking healthy. Uh, we hear rumors that you have HIV. He's like, Nah, it's, it's, it's colon cancer. It's colon cancer. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then he goes on to get fucking married. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can definitely say that... John Holmes had a life you know he, he definitely he, in the yes. short 43 years that he was alive he went out with a big like, yeah he li- I mean you could say he lived life to the fullest you got fucking porn star coke habit yeah. you killed people well allegedly 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 killed people you got in gang wars like Jesus man so have have you ever seen
0: Boogie Nights? No,
1: I've never. I've seen heard Boogie... I've heard stories of it. I heard that was like yeah. the Boogie Nights was the um, the risque film of that time.
0: Right. Yeah. And and apparently it's all about the Wonderland Gang murders. But here's a little here's a little tidbit about about the movie. I guess uh, during filming because Mark Wahlberg he wears a, a prosthetic. Dick. Dick. Yeah. And I guess at some point during the filming, it got stolen or misplaced or just, they couldn't find one, right? So luckily, there's a sex shop, like a, like a production, a porn production place, like whatever. Of course. It's, was, L- it's L.A. Right. That was down the road. So they went there and they were like, hey, you know, hey, you know, we needed a we prosthetic. We dick. We need ASAP. They and they're like, yeah, no problem. So they go into this room and it's just a, a fucking room filled with fake dicks yeah like just everywhere and come to find out like i didn't know this until i heard this story but like all the things all the penises that you see in those movies are fake like how many of them are fake like they're not really most i mean most penis
1: even tits they even do they do fake tits if as long as it's i mean a focus shot if it's a close-up of like a, a an actress that will use, like, she really does go topless. But if there's, like, a, a whole bunch of boobs and ass and dicks in the background of a shot, they use fake fake prosthetics. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's set rooms. There'll be prop rooms full of fake dicks in, in like, a raunchy movie.
0: Yeah, uh, Interesting. You know, also, like, with Boogie Nights and what, the other movie, uh, with Wonderland, um, they kind of glorify that time. They, they kind of glorify you know, the the seediness of, of that era and, and the actions that were going on. But I encourage everyone, if you if you're if you are a Patreon member, go to our Discord and go to Crime Scene Photos and Videos. And if you can if you like gory stuff. I mean we, we... Well here's my thing with gory stuff. Like we, we can tell you about murders. We can tell you oh this guy was bludgeoned seven times. But what is Bludgeon look like? Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to like, check it. Out. What you know, like, oh, this person was stabbed fifty-seven times. What does being <laughs> stabbed fifty-seven times look like? You know what I mean? Like, that's my. I, I have a curiosity with that. Yeah. So on our Discord, we have we have that. Um, all, if you're not on a Discord, you can definitely search somewhere on Google. Uh, they have videos of the crime scene from the Wonderland murders. I encourage everyone, if you're listening to this, to go find that and watch it, because this is not glorified. This is pure fucking evil. Yeah, it's re- retaliation. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, we can talk about it, and we can laugh, ha ah, ha John Holmes, ha-ha, his dick, well, you know, all this other kind of stuff, but when you really get down to the knit and grit, you know. It
1: was still a horrific murder. It's fucking awful. In this story, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, I love the way your sister ended the story in this uh, with a lesson to do. (laughs) Let this be a lesson to not do business with gangs or nightclub owners.
0: Stay the fuck away. Oh, that's funny. Because you never know. You get wrapped up in the wrong shit. All right, so that'll wrap it up for Johnny Watt in Wonderland. Uh, Before we go, if you like what you heard, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. And don't forget, you can become one of the debauched by joining our Patreon for as little as $2 a month for general support. Everyone, everyone gets access to our Discord channel, and those who join the $5 tier or above get all of our audible video and downloadable content including the narrated scripts for each and every story from Criminal AF. Uh, You also get 5-Minute Murder, our Patreon-only not-safe-for-work, bi-weekly podcast, Random AF, plus our monthly Patreon-only episodes of Dreadful AF, where Garrett and I join John and Joe from Spread the Dread podcast and discuss all things true crime, paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy theories, and everything in between. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun join and uh, check that out. Now for the higher tiers, you get all of this plus producer credits on every episode, some goodies thrown in, t-shirts, posters, coffee mugs, etc. Now, if you only want to do a one-time contribution, you can become a barista and buy us one or more coffees through buymeacoffee.com. And for all of this, just go to criminalafpodcast.com/support to choose your tier on Patreon or make a one-time donation. Links to all of our support, socials, merchandise, get your merch, get your merch, and get you some merch, yes, sir. All of that can be found in the episode description, or you can visit, once again, criminalafpodcast.com for all of your Criminal AF needs. Signing off from Studio Chloroform. Keep your head on a swivel. And take care till next time. Now Now give give me our theme music. music. See you. Executive producers for this episode are Christine Rivera, Beth Davis, and Dusty J. Hicks. Associate producers are Paul Hodge, Noah Schultz, Brooke Morgan, Chantal Seizek, Jay Rawlings, Terry burke Wollen, and Bethany Cooper. Producers are Devin Dean, Trent Gobble, J.D., Jan O'Donnell, Jessica Lloyd, Lisa Perello, Jenny Crawford, Alicia Knight, Laura Shin, Chris Owen, Maria Celine. Beth Esselman, and Aussie Tracy. This story was researched and written by Dorothy Jari, edited and narrated by Dave Jari. For a narrative-only version of this episode, visit Criminal AF Direct, available wherever you listen to podcasts.